become aware become aware become aware become aware become aware become aware welcome everyone to david speaks um I've been t- kind of taking a little bit of a break for, well, I don't know, I just felt like sometimes you need to take some breaks. And I was kind of on a, a different kind of trip at the time, like, not really a, like a psychedelic trip, but, um, or even like a traveling trip, but like a certain awakening of sorts that I may talk about in the future. Um, But for now, we're going to talk about something different. Because, fuck it. Why not, right? I mean, there's nothing else really that I can talk about. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff I can talk about, but it's going to take a little bit of time to formulate properly. And... And uh, this is easier to talk about because it's actually something that I know more about currently. And I do think that this is actually going to be something that's going to probably happen in the future. So, this episode is going to be about the power of telepathy and what you have to do sometimes. Like, it's a lot more than people realize. Um, so, I've talked about before in the episode. Just because you hear voices does not mean you're that you're crazy or or whatever it was called. That I speak to. I have these telepathic communications with these beings, whatever they are. I'm not going to say they're angels or anything. I don't know what they are. Um. But, you know, they're here right now with us. And uh, you may have some with you right now as well that you're not even aware of. Of a different kind of form or whatever. And uh, there's some things I've learned from these telepathic communications. Um... That I think could be something that will happen in the future. I mean, it's going to be long, long term future because humanity has to get rid of like a large percentage of their shadows and their should haves and, and whatnot uh, for it to really work uh, human to human. Um, but there's a certain level uh, there's there's 
three or four different kinds of communication. You know, there's body language and there's words communicated through words. Um, and there's symbols, you know, like what Carl Jung talks about a little bit. Um, now, I don't think symbols mean as much as people think they do. That's one of the problems. I think that the meaning that comes from these like symbols from like dream interpretation mostly come from the person, so they're not necessarily going to be true or, or even correct. And I don't think that they're, 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 they, these uh, dream interpretations are inherently true. Um, and they're, they're more based on the human or whatever, but... There is a certain level of communication that's beyond these three. But yeah, it can encompass um, m most of these, if not all of these, at the same time. Oh yeah, there's emotional communication too, which isn't... You know, it's part of telepathy, it's part of telepathy as well, which is why I don't really put it in this category I just put it with telepathy but there are cases of people who can have emotional communication not just through words but you know with their emotions but not actually use telepathy and whatnot so I guess you could add that as well So, um, if you've watched that episode, uh, just because you hear voices doesn't mean you're crazy. Uh, it can help you to understand what I'm going to be explaining, but it does, isn't, isn't necessary because it's not really about them on this one as much. It's more about the um, understandings I've learned from telepathy. Uh, deeper telepathy that is even than what you usually hear about like when you usually hear about telepathy it's very like minimal you know like if you have an experiment where one person you know communicates something from a while from like a couple of miles away or whatever and then the other person receives it it's very minimal telepathy and that's not really what I'm talking about you know, that can be useful as well, but at a certain level, it actually goes beyond this and, and it goes into a different realm altogether where um, this telepathic communication, it, it becomes <clears throat> more intip intimate than... I want to say that it becomes more intimate than even... In, even the usual romantic relationships that people, you know, go into. Because there's more information that you're getting and giving. Um, and it's not necessarily something that you're, you're giving out, like, you know, with words, or even with telepathic communication. <clears throat> Because at, uh, at a certain level, com emotional communication isn't something that you 
give like you do telepathic communication it's something that just happens spontaneously and you can kind of like experience the other person's emotions you know that's what kind of like empaths are but empaths are like a very surface level version of it because it it's based more on like you can feel their emotions but they can't feel yours and you don't feel connected to those people necessarily um, as strongly as you would in, in 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 the cases of emotional communication what I'm talking about here because with emotional communication you get there's no real like giving or receiving it's kind of like happening all at the same time and it's not really necessarily even conscious at a certain level it becomes um, a part of it becomes you know what is and I think that's true anyways and that the the only reason why we don't feel this and see this every day is because we have all these shadow you know we have these shadows in ourselves. We have the shadow self and we have the things that we hide from ourselves. And we have all these distorted patterns in our minds. And, and, and it keeps us from our natural self. So, I figured I'd talk about this because, I mean... I think it can bring some insight to, um, and some new awareness to telepathy that people may not even be aware of. So, with this kind of communication, it's a bit of, you know, both telepathic and emotional communication. It's not like you are getting every thought this person is receiving or giving but you're giving you're getting the emotional content and sometimes you you, you know maybe even most of the time depending on how intimate the communication is you're also getting the thought depending on if you're paying attention or not it's also part of this as well and the communication it becomes more and more natural over time. You know, at first it's it's kind of like what's happening here. You know, you kind of you maybe depending on how much shadow you have in yourself, how much hidden you have in yourself, you're going to be. You know, the more that you have those things, the more you're going to be freaked out, and the more you're going to be un- uncomfortable with this communication. So this communication is working to it, it well, it's not actually you meant to remove the shadow necessary, but it, it, it does it does a lot of that anyways. Um, because at least to these the, the beings that you're communicating with in this way, all is visible. Um especially emotions and, and 
certain patterns and well not very patterns that's something that you have to figure out yourself for the most part for the most part um and uh you know emotions and stuff like this and uh, it's you know it's really tough like at first because you you don't know the people you're communicating with and so it's it's like one of those things where you have to like become you have to adjust to it and you have to adjust the fact that nothing is hidden at this level for the most part like nothing is hidden and really that's actually what's true I mean there's there's no it's not a coincidence that people have you know the BS detectors uh, inside of themselves that detect when somebody's lying or being fake or whatever it's because we have access to this stuff already but because we're so used to hiding from others but not only hiding from others but from ourselves that uh, we our mind ignores and suppresses this and and to uh, in large quantities of life <laughs> and the result from this is what we see we hide the truth from ourselves and others as much as possible because you know the shadow is all the things that we rejected and maybe because we felt too vulnerable with those things or maybe because other people were criticizing those things or, or whatever the case may be and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy because what it ends up doing is it ends up doing the things that you're parents did to you and it ends up causing the same problems that you have ironically and so the sins of the father are what is it what's the phrase the sins of the father are raised into the son or whatever um because when you hide these parts of yourself you hide the truth, you hide wisdom. Not that these parts are wise necessarily, but because you've hidden these parts, what that does is it allows for the ego to be more unconscious. It allows for a lot of shady manipulation and, and stuff like this and corruption that we see in the world. And a lot of people want to say that corruption and all these problems in politics. I've said it before, so, so it's not just a lot of people. <laughs> but a lot of people want to say that it's due to, you know, selfishness and excessive individualism and, and stuff like this. And, you know, that is part of it. But most of it has to do with this. Because we've been taught... 
to restrain ourselves, even within ourselves. Like, at, at first it's restrain ourselves out within the world, right? But then when we realize, when, when we get older, and then that stuff becomes uh, inculcated in us, or uh, indoctrinated into us, we start, start suppressing the inner stuff that created the outer stuff. And this creates a, a kind of problem where then these, these because these, these things that we suppress don't go away. They don't stop doing things. They're still there. But now you can't see that they're there because they're unconscious. And so you have to distort reality in your mind to keep these things hidden. It's, it's, it's actually more, it's actually more uh, basic than this, actually. It's, it's more like because these things are hidden, as a result, you must, it, it, as a result of that, reality is now being distorted. It's not like you're doing this consciously. It's, it's more because of the... The so-called bad in you is suppressed. I'm not saying that you should not suppress the, you know, or not. I'm not saying that you should just be the worst person in the world or anything like that. It's not about that. It's not even about, um, you know, expressing those part, those shadow parts out into the world because you're doing that already, but you're doing it unhealthily, even if you don't realize that's what you're doing. Maybe not everybody, but most people are doing this to some degree or another. And uh, one thing that telepathy, in this way that I was talking about earlier, does is it makes you face these shadow parts to one degree or another. It may take a year, it may take ten, 10 years, but it's going to happen. And you're going to have to face these things anyways. Or you can live a neurotic lifestyle where you're suppressing everything and you have all these shoulds and you you have anxiety and you have, Up next, by above and you know, you have depression and you wonder why your life sucks and you wonder, you wonder why there seems to be no meaning in the world and all this stuff. It's because the, the parts of yourself you suppressed are keeping you from actually being the person that you actually are trying to be by suppressing these parts, ironically. I mean, I think most of us want to be good. Most of us want to be loving. Most of us want to be peaceful. Most of us want to be free. And happy and, and blissful and whatever else. So as a result, the, the result is 
The simple result that people choose as a result is to try and get rid of these things that are bad, that are so-called bad inside of themselves. And as a result, they, they block themselves from all of these things that were, all of these things, peace, love, bliss, joy, freedom, love, um, wisdom, the ability to know actual reality without distortion. The ability to, to understand life without belief. The ability to be able to deal with one's shit. You know, if you if you suppress these shadow elements of yourself, you cannot deal with one your shit. What you suppress, you can't really deal with, and then it comes out and unexpected and unhealthy ways. <clears throat> and so this these tel this form of telepathic communication it it forces you to uh, undo this. Really I think that's what if if anything if any definition would be made for what enlightenment is. If enlightenment exists at all, it would be this to um basically merge all of these shallow parts of yourself all of these mirror parts of yourself that you reject and become one that's what it is and the power self which I'll talk about in the future and the mirror self as well because I've talked about the shadow self a bunch uh, I mean, there's more that I could definitely talk about when that comes to the, when it comes to that because I think the the that's really the big issue people have. I mean, the mirror self, yes, it's a problem, and the power self, yes, that's also you know causes some problems. It causes like God God worship and all these things, but trying to merge those first with yourself is not really going to help and may even might make the problem worse I know it sounds difficult but the only right way out is through um, because when you go through you have to understand that when you suppress these things it doesn't actually make them go away Sometimes if you ignore something, it goes away. But most of the time, especially when it comes to this, it doesn't go away. Because it's inside of you. And so these telepathic communications make you face all these things. And you, at first, it feels very bad. It feels like you're drowning in, in all the, the, the bad things that you you know, had inside yourself or that you thought you had inside yourself. And so, as a result, the mind blocks the aspects of yourself that could show yourself fully. It's one of the reasons why love is such a problem is because it's 
not based on love. And when, when, when all these parts are suppressed, it's not based on love at that point. When, when they're suppressed, it's more based on, I'll trade you for this if you give me this. But we don't say that. That's what they, you know, that's what you, do, you don't say. And as a result, you end up failing again and again and again. Because you're looking for something that you cannot find outside of yourself. You cannot fix the problems inside of yourself by looking for another. It just doesn't work that way. It never did and it never will. I mean, imagine if a car that had a problem looked outside of itself to fix itself. No, it has to go inside of itself or it has to get somebody to help you help it look inside of itself, so to speak. If a car was conscious and it had the ability to do this, it would go inside of itself and it would fix itself. But because a car is not conscious, it has to have a psychologist or, in this case, a mechanic too figure out what's wrong with the car and then fix the car and because you're not conscious a psychologist has to figure out what's wrong and then fix what's missing, what's wrong but there's no need for a psychologist really honestly psychology is for the most part opiate for the masses it's just a way to get a quick fix but there's no quick fix for this you cannot fix it by making it go away for a time I mean it, it, it'll work a little bit and it can help a little bit but don't think that's going to work forever and don't think that's going to solve your problems forever Because the more that you do this, the more that these parts are going to come out, and are going, and you're going to go, "What the hell is happening to me? Why am I doing this? Why am I acting so bad? Why am I acting such a devil?" Ironically, the more that you suppress these parts of yourself, the more that they come out. The more that you act like the thing that you're trying to not act like. It's ironic, but true. And when you're when you're faced with telepathy in this way, what you get, what you're you're forced to understand is that you are not dealing with your problems by, you know, doing what you do, you know, watching television, all the things that people do to escape is not fixing these problems. Like even meditation isn't really fixing these problems. It's, it's more useful, but it's not a solution that's permanent. It, it, it can help you to become more objective when looking at these things, but it's not the, the end-all, be-all to fix these problems.
So am I saying that because I've, you know, have communication with telepathic beings in this way, does that mean that I have gotten rid of all of my shadow? No, not really. There's still some there, but most of what was there is no longer there. Well, it's still there, but it's not a shadow anymore. It's not the thing that it was. And um, the next problem after the shadow is the mirror self. So the mirror self is all the prob- all the parts parts of yourself that are um like what's the word I'm looking for here opposite from yourself. So for instance, if you're a Republican, your mirror self would be a Democrat. If you're New Age, the new the the uh, and uh, you know not the shade logical, more intuitive than your. Mirror self was going to be more logical, and vice versa for all these. You know, if you're believe in God and your you know, re- regular self, then the mirror self is an atheist. If you believe that love is the answer then your mirror self is going to be not necessarily that the mirror self is going to say the hate is the answer but that maybe it's more nuanced uh, in some form or another or maybe that's the shadow self as well like you know because I think the problem as well is that I'm going to go into this another episode in the future about love and the I think the mis- Understandings about love and the unconditional nature of it, especially. Now that I don't think there's an unconditional love, I did for a, a couple days because I was in this form of awakening of sorts. I don't, know, I don't even know if I'd call it an awakening, but uh, an epiphany, I guess, would be a better term for it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of. Um, Misunderstandings about love, I think. But that's a future episode that's probably going to be far in the future because there's a lot of stuff still to understand here about love and stuff. Um, so the ultimate reason why the shadow is such a problem is because it's so because it, it because it becomes because it gets comfortable to be in the suppression state you know you you don't realize that you even have you know the shadow parts of yourself but then if you get angry at something that's telling you something. It's telling you that, well, not always, 
but many times, I don't know if I'd say many times even, but like, I'd say about 67, 66% of the time, that when you're getting angry about something, or when you're getting upset about something, or whatever it is, about 70% of the time of those, it's the shadow or the mirror self. You're, you're rejecting parts of yourself. And the reason is, is because the mind knows. The mind knows. The mind knows it's not it's not that dumb. It's not dumb enough to think that these things are, you know, not part of itself in some way. Necessarily. Well, it is kind of dumb enough to think that, but it's not it's not dumb enough to you know, not recognize those parts in other people. And when so when it sees it, it sees those things as bad and and wrong and as a result, it, it kind of like becomes the devil, becomes the, the evil that you see in the world. I mean, God damn, if you look at politics right now, it's, it's all about anger. It's all about the shadow self. It's all about projection out into the world. In some form or another... I could definitely, I could definitely make a deeper episode about projection in the future because, like I've, I've said before, projection is not just projection, as in you know people how people usually see it, but it's more about um, <clears throat> how what project what projection really is is sometimes just deeper aspects of yourself are hidden, suppressed. But sometimes it's not just that these things are hidden or suppressed. Although I think that those those that's the bulk of your projections. But some of them are your the mirror self that aren't necessarily you, but are you know the mirror self of you. But are not not seen as such, and so are ignored and projected. And, you know, there there really isn't, like, a way to undo the shadow without looking and, and looking, go, going through it. Oh, no, these emotions are bad. It doesn't give me what I want, which is peace and bliss and love. And so... You have two choices. You have to you either listen to that voice that says that, which, by the way, will not give you peace, bliss, and love. Not for very long, anyways, before you project onto others with your anger or your upset, which then doesn't give you peace and bliss and love. Or you, you, you do actually go through it, and you actually fix the problem. And you don't really fix the problem by trying to make the emotions disappear when they come up and the, the things disappear when they come up, but by just seeing them there, becoming conscious of them, integrating them inside of yourself. That's the purpose of 
this episode really is to try and get you to realize how um, dependent you are on these suppressions. And they don't actually make you that independent. You know, I think one of the problems, too, that you find is that with these suppressions that you have this this idea then that you're now independent from people. Oh, no, I can't. I don't need anybody because I suppressed all my longings and needs. Wait, what longings? What needs? But before you know it, Ooh, look at that. Some new woman comes around, and, or new man, or come, new man comes around, or new whatever comes around and that you, you know, suppress your longing for, and then, oops. I just binged on alcohol, or I just ate a whole packet of cookies, or ate a whole tub of ice cream, or I fell hopelessly in love, or... I saw something that I suppressed inside of myself and got angry and demonized this thing for whatever reason. And, uh, you've lost your cohesion at that point. You've distorted reality at that point not necessarily not consciously but because those things are there and because they're suppressed and not even you don't even realize how suppressed you are um and you don't really know how suppressed that you are until you have one of these telepathic communications in this way um And, uh, so, really, let's go back to the, the reason why I made this episode, which is not just about shadow, you know, understanding, but also about how I think this telepathic communication could work in the future, if it's ever done properly, which I think it will be, but, like I said, I think that's going to be a thousand years in the future, maybe a little more, because there's too much shadow and, and too much suppressed, uh, in, inside of ourselves and inside of our collective unconscious as well that it's going to take a little while for that to really work and for us to really have this kind of communication properly but so I think there would be a bunch of benefits from doing this and there's going to be a bunch of changes that, are, that come about from this so one of them is that you can't hide from yourself you can't hide from others and they can't hide from you so there'll be no corruption, there'll be no way to corrupt, you know, beyond the usual, like, influencing and stuff like that, but it's just not really the same thing. You know, there wouldn't be any way of doing the manipulations that people do every day because their shadow is, you know, repressed and they're it's suppressed and they're trying to get what they want in other ways and they can't um crime would be solved differently because they they'll realize at that point that crime is not caused in a vacuum 
you know, there's a physical, there's an emotional cause, there's a mental cause, and sometimes even a physical cause. And so that would be deal, dealt with properly. And the rampant individualism that we see is not going to be a, a thing that exists. There will still be individualism in a sense, but it's not going to be individualism beyond the, above the collective like it is now. Uh, because people are going to realize that this under, this undermines the collective in many ways, which I can go into in other episodes if you want. Um, you know, it's definitely something that I've had problems with in the past because, you know, for a while I was actually kind of libertarian and, uh, well, not like fully libertarian. I was kind of like left, but I was mostly libertarian because I saw the problems with government and stuff. But um, having no government and having no collective will is also, you know, not going to help. Because it causes all kinds of problems and chaos. But having too much collective will is also a problem because it causes the same problem but in a different direction. And so there has to be a balance. And this is one of the ways this balance is going to happen. is through this deep telepathic communication. There's going to be no way of hiding anything. The news is going to be different, that's for sure. Because it's going to be much more honest, even more honest than it's ever been. Like, even if somebody says that back in the day it was honest and, and now it's not, not that, when that happens, it's going to be even more honest because they cannot hide the, the truth. You cannot hide the truth. I mean, that's something that's going to be blatantly obvious in the future. Um, you know, all these things that we suppress that we, that people think are bad, like sex and, you know, negative emotions and stuff like this are going to be understood in their full context. And if not embraced and then understood and and put right and, and whatnot, not in like a bad way, not in like, like a, oh, I need to make this disappear way, but like in a, in a way that works. Because we're going to understand how emotions work. Most people don't understand how emotions work. Including myself, by the way. I'm, it's not you know, like I'm saying that I understand it and you don't. I think I understand it more than most people, though. But I, I don't, you don't understand it fully. But, yeah. Um, part of that's because of the F.E. inferior, but... Um, so the whole political divide will be won't be a problem. There might not even be any need for a government actually, because the only reason why there's a need for a government is because we have these shadow aspects, right? You know, and and because these things are so suppressed, we have to do all these things and get it in our, in our minds, and it causes corruption and. And shady, shady dealings, and you know the 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 best man made the best man win, and all this stuff. And sometimes that requires people to be criminals and 
and, you know, murderers and stuff like this. And that requires a government. That's one of the reasons why I don't agree completely with the libertarian position. I, think, I definitely think they have some good points. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're wrong completely. But um, there are some that are like, no government, and that's final type of thing. And I don't think that's correct. I think the government can have its uses, especially now, like like I said, we, we, would we, with the... Uh, Shadows that we have and whatnot, but in the future there won't be any need for a government um, because we'll we'll have this communication in this way. Really, the government is the least efficient way to do this because um, if you want a, a society to work together properly and efficiently and not to murder and, and do all these things that you don't want people to do, well, number one, you have to understand how to raise children right without having a shadow and whatnot and number two you have to um you know be able to work with others and you can't really work with people who have shadows very well because they cannot understand you while they have this this shadow aspect and so in the future when we do have this human telepathic communication that's not going to really be a problem. I mean, there may be some cases, and uh, those will probably be outliers at that point, because <clears throat> that shadow aspect of themselves are going to be rare, rarer and rarer over the coming, you know, centuries or whatever. Not that they're going to be there. Not that they're going to be gone necessarily, but that they will. They won't be in the same degree as they are now, especially as they are now. And they will be recognized and understood for what they are when they happen. And then, you know, comforted and put back in place. It, um, you know, not necessarily like in an authoritarian way, but in like a way that works, you know, if possible. You know, there will be some cases that will have to be put, extreme cases that may have to be put in a camp where they can understand cooperation and stuff like this. Um, so crime won't be much of a problem because like I said at a certain level you cannot hide from yourself and you can't hide from others and crime will be understood fully for what it is in its full context and it's not really understood that way now so that's the problem we have um Spirituality will have a different meaning, I think, than it will have now because now it's 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 very much based on community. But not only will they have that community there, but that community will actually fit the the mold of spirituality that we have now. I mean, even there there'll be even more of it actually than we have now, and and uh, it'll be understood in its proper context. I'll, I always keep saying that, but it's a very useful phrase for this conversation. Um, and the the species, the race, will be able to progress so insanely quickly. Like, 
you won't be able to understand how quick this shit goes. But one thing that's probably not going to be as prevalent, or if it is, is going to be in a different way, is, um, you know, you know, like patents and stuff. It's going to be more different. It's going to be more globally and collectively based. But like I said, not because of government, and not because of force, and because of power. Because true pow- because power without unity is not power. It's, you know, something different. I don't know what it would be called, but it's not, a, it's not power. It's force, really, at that point. But, uh, yeah. But things will be understood. You know, maybe they, we won't have the most wisest people in the universe in this, in this world, but because there will always be these certain degrees. But they will be a lot wiser than now, and they will be more understood than now. Um, I think at that point, you know, many species of, of alien or whatever you want to call them, well, maybe not many, but a few that are close enough are going to be able to reveal themselves because fear will be um, eradicated. Not, not eradicate because there still will be fear, but it'll be rational fear. It'll be fear, or more accurately, caution. And, you know, when it comes to certain things. Although survival won't be a problem as much in that, in that time, because it'll be understood that that's not, you know, necessarily as going... Uh, you know, because uh, it'll be understood that, you know, there's no real need for it. Because minds go on and stuff like this. Um, so, there's a bunch of changes I see coming. I mean, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know eventually it's going to happen. It's only a matter of time before it happens. A couple hundred years, a couple centuries, but it's going to happen. So, I know some people will be like, well, what about profit and what about capitalism and stuff like that? Um, Profit will be done differently, I think. I don't think it will be quite as destructive in some ways as it is now. Um, It'll be used differently. Not that there won't be uh, profits for, like, individual people. But because those individual people will be more enlightened in a way and more wise, they will understand the need for and, and the value for a collective. And say, so they won't just be getting a profit for themselves and, and selling things for themselves to get a profit. They'll be sell, selling things that have value for the collective. Because they understand what I've explained before, and I might make an episode, a separate episode about it in the future, that the way to move forward isn't to fight amongst each other. 
Like if you, like for instance, the way I've explained it before in the past is that uh, if you have, if there's only like 200 of you on an island, a deserted island, how would you, what would be the best way to survive? It wouldn't be to fight amongst yourselves and to try and fight for food and stuff like this. It would be to gather together and figure out a plan and, you know, farm and collect goods and and make shelters for everybody and, and create a kind of tribal. That's what tr- tribes are and that's what tribes were doing for people. That's why tribes were the thing that they were. That's why they were so damn popular and so big in the, in the days that they were around. It's not a coincidence. I know a lot of individualists are like, you know, but the collectivism is a problem, and you know, and there are some problems with collectivism too. Done if it's done in extremes, like tribalism when done like the way it usually is, is often a little too extreme because it's too one-sided and it's too based on just their one tribe, and that doesn't work either. And so you go to red, which doesn't work either because it's based on me and mine and corruption and the shadow is very much a part of the red. And and all of the stages to up to you know up into and you know what up to green and, and tier one, I think really is where the shadow you know is and tier two is where it kinda ends. Not that it's gone to zero because it may still be there, but Nowhere near what it was. So, the um, the need to survive will be gone. The fear of, you know, being vulnerable will be gone. Because, like I said, emotions will be understood in a true context. The need to chase after things will be gone. Chase after love or money or whatever will be gone because things will be understood in the true context. I think even romantic partnerships will be different. Um, Because for most people at that level... You know, love is, is is more universal. It's not based on just, like, a few people like it is now. It's not based on just a family and stuff like this. It's going to be based more on... I mean, sure, the family's going to be included, and there's there may be more love... Well, I don't know if I'd say they even either, but the family's definitely got included, and there may be one person that you, you may love in a different way than another, but... Because love is more universal, the romantic partnership is going to be a bit different. It won't necessarily be as needy as it will now, as it is now, for a lot of people. Um, There's not going to be a whole lot of need for attachments. Um, But the need to just stick to one person for a lifetime may, may not even necessarily have to exist because like I said love is universal 
at that level. And there won't really be a need to just love that one person for a lifetime. You know, not that not that they will switch to another person and you know go go from person to person, but they might not even need to love someone more with a dedicated style than like they do now, because that universal love can help the collective and stuff like this. But if, it, but if there is a romantic relationship, then there always will be probably two smaller, greater degrees, who knows. Um, you know, it's going to be based, it's going to be more different. It's not going to be based on need. It's not going to be based on, I'll trade you for this if you give me this and, and whatnot. Um, you know, attachments, period, won't really be much of a problem. And I think that Up next, Memories of Wandering, Part One by Robert Rich. At a certain level of romantic relationships, even at this level, where, you know, everybody's loving and, you know, all this communication like I was talking about earlier is happening, they will be actually one. Like at a certain level they actually literally can merge together. Like mind to mind, emotion to emotion, and what whatnot, person to person. So they can actually merge and become what they actually are. And that would be the first steps to the next part of the uh, evolution of man, which, or evolution of you know, any any species I think would follow that follow this to some extent, still mixed in or another, but. It'll eventually lead to an eventual union with everyone in this way. To where the whole species is merged as one. Um, and that's a totally different subject and something that the Law of One talks about a little bit. Uh, when it comes to like the fourth density and the fifth density, and then the sixth density and stuff like this. Um, but that's definitely something that's going to happen in the future. So, anyways, wow, this is actually almost an hour long episode. So, this is David Speaks, and uh, I hope you like this little uh, exercise of the, what the future is going to be with this. Because it's something that I, you know, thought would be interesting to talk about and uh, explore. But then I went m much deeper into the shadow than I thought I was going to go into. Um, and and I, that ended up being kind of useful as well. And there's a lot more that I could go into with this whole... Um, telepathic communication future thing but I think I'll just leave it there it's, it's just you know something that's really interesting to think about for the future uh, this is David Speaks and I'll talk to you on the next episode